brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts, offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. 10-Minute Murder contains depictions of actual crimes. What you are about to hear is real and violent in nature. Discretion is advised. This is 10-Minute Murder. Hi. Welcome back to 10-Minute Murder, the brief and bingeable true crime podcast. Hope you had a fantastic holiday. I'm Joe, the host, and thank you for being here. My intention was to take a mental break during the holidays from reading about and watching different murdery kind of stories. Well, that didn't last very long. I got wrapped up watching the Richard Jewell movie that Clint Eastwood directed in 2019. I had not seen it yet, so I watched it. Then on Netflix, they released Manhunt Deadly Games, which was about the Olympic Park bombing that basically ruined Richard Jewell's life for years after being falsely accused. The Netflix series focused on the piece of garbage that actually did do it. 
along with his multiple other bombings. And I realized that even though I'm pretty aware of the story, mostly because I live in Alabama, and that's where Eric Robert Rudolph did some of his damage, but I was a kid at the time, and I got tired of hearing about it on the news every day. Being a kid, you kind of tune things out, so that's what I did. Also, it wouldn't be until years later that the full scope of his crimes were revealed. Most people had mentally moved on from it, just assuming that Richard Jewell was guilty or at least involved in some way. So in 2020, before reading up on this a lot more, I already knew that the only role that Jewell played that day was as a security guard that spotted the backpack that ended up being a bomb and saved lives by alerting officers and getting people away from the blast area. But I didn't know that much about the actual murderer, Eric Robert Rudolph. So that's who we're going to talk about today. But before we do, make sure you are subscribed to 10 Minute Murder. Because when you are subscribed, you get the episodes as quickly as I can make them. No delay. And it doesn't cost you anything. This is a completely free show. Well, it costs you your time. And sometimes your patience. But otherwise, completely free. So, subscribe to 10 Minute Murder. Now... Let's get to Eric Robert Rudolph. You know from the introduction that Eric Robert Rudolph was the perpetrator of the 1996 Centennial Olympic Park bomb that killed two and injured 111 others, but that would be the last of the charges brought against him and the last he admitted to. Many believe that when he was much younger, his parents played a role and turning him against the government. Rudolph was born in Merritt Island, Florida in 1966. After his father died in 1981, he moved with his mother and siblings to Nantahala, Macon County in Western North Carolina. He attended ninth grade at the Nantahala School but dropped out after that year and worked as a carpenter with his older brother, Daniel. When Rudolph was 18, he spent time with his mother at a Christian identity compound in Missouri known as the Church of Israel. And this group asserts that Northern European whites are the direct descendants of the lost tribes of Israel, God's chosen people. Rudolph's mother, Patricia, described herself as a pacifist, an anarchist, an anti-governmentist, and she also says she's a Christian that struggles to find peace, a big influence on Rudolph's life growing up. After Eric received his GED, he enlisted in the U.S. Army, undergoing basic training at Fort Benning in Georgia. He was discharged in January 1989 due to marijuana use while serving with the 101st Airborne Division at Fort Campbell, Kentucky. The year before his discharge, Rudolph attended the Air Assault School at Fort Campbell, which is a brutal 10-and-a-half-day training with a dropout rate of 50%. During his time in the Army, he attained the rank of Specialist, E-4. At this point, people that knew Eric said he was an angry white supremacist and an anti-abortion crusader who hated gays and Jews and followed the teachings of the Christian Identity Movement, a white supremacist group that opposes the federal government. He was well-versed in survival techniques with military training, skills misdirected by a lifetime of being told that anyone in a position of power is out to get you and take advantage of you. Eric Rudolph's mother, while also proclaiming his innocence, would later blame his time spent in the military for the way he turned out, saying, quote, I don't think the army is the best place to go. Why he went, I have no idea, but when you go there, you learn how to kill. That's their job. I don't think it was a good choice of his. On July 27, 1996, Eric Robert Rudolph built a bomb 
placed it into a military-style bag and left it under a bench near a crowd enjoying a concert in the Centennial Olympic Park in Atlanta, Georgia. He made two anonymous 911 calls warning about the bomb before the timer he set expired. Richard Jewell, working security at the park, noticed the bag, alerted nearby officers, and helped to clear people from the scene once they determined that it was in fact a bomb. The bomb detonated, injuring 111 people and killing two. Rudolph said that the motivation of his attack was because he felt the Olympic Games celebrated the ideals of global socialism. His plan was to confound, anger, and embarrass the Washington government in the eyes of the world for sanctioning what he calls, quote, abortion on demand, and make them eat large sums of money that they'd invested into the games in Atlanta. He assumed that after his bomb, they'd cancel everything else. January 16, 1997, in the Atlanta suburb of Sandy Springs, Eric Rudolph placed two bombs outside of an abortion clinic. After the first one detonated, the first responders took action. The second one detonated. Luckily, no one was killed, but seven people were injured. A month later, a bomb exploded at the Other Side Lounge, a lesbian nightclub in northeast Atlanta, injuring four people. Investigators found a second bomb before it could be detonated. January 29, 1998, a bomb hidden beneath a shrub exploded at an abortion clinic in Birmingham, Alabama. Robert Sanderson, a 35-year-old off-duty police officer working as a security guard, was killed. Nurse Emily Lyons was seriously injured. Rudolph admitted later that he detonated the bomb by remote control and not a timer this time. He waited for Sanderson to stand over the bomb before he detonated it. Witnesses reported seeing his gray 1989 Nissan pickup near the Birmingham, Alabama clinic before the blast, getting a description of Eric Rudolph and his license plate number. A week later, his abandoned truck was found by two raccoon hunters in the woods eight miles from Murphy, North Carolina. Law enforcement flooded the area, going door to door looking, but they didn't find Eric Rudolph. Eric's brother Daniel, in protest of what he felt was the persecution of his brother by the FBI and media, set up a video camera in his garage and recorded himself cutting off his own hand with a circular saw. Because that, of course, makes perfect sense. He was taken to the hospital and his hand was surgically reattached. In May of 1998, Rudolph was added to the FBI's 10 Most Wanted with a $1 million reward. After a little more than five years of hiding out in the Appalachian wilderness as a fugitive, during which amateur and federal search teams were unsuccessful, Eric Robert Rudolph was finally spotted and captured. He had spent those five years living off of acorns, salamanders, stealing vegetables from gardens, and raiding dumpsters in the town of Murphy. He was raiding a dumpster behind a Save-A-Lot store at 4 a.m. when an officer on routine patrol saw him, thought he was burglarizing the place, and went to check it out. When he was arrested, he was clean-shaven with a trimmed mustache, hair dyed black, and had on a new pair of sneakers. He was unarmed and did not resist arrest. On April 8, 2005, the Department of Justice announced that Rudolph had agreed to a plea bargain under which he would plead guilty to all charges he was accused of in exchange for avoiding the death penalty. The deal was confirmed after the FBI found 250 pounds of dynamite he had hidden in the forests of North Carolina. His revealing the hiding places of the dynamite was a condition of his plea agreement. Rudolph released a statement explaining his actions. He rationalized the bombings as serving the cause of anti-abortion and anti-gay terrorism. 
In a statement, he claimed that he had, quote, deprived the government of its goal of sentencing me to death. The fact that I have entered an agreement with the government is purely a tactical choice on my part and in no way legitimates the moral authority of the government to judge this matter or impute my guilt. The terms of the plea agreement were that Rudolph would be sentenced to four consecutive life terms. Eric Robert Rudolph was sent to the ADX Florence Supermax Federal Prison. Like other Supermax inmates, he spends 23 hours a day alone in his 80-square-foot concrete cell. It was one of the largest searches of its kind. Where was Eric Robert Rudolph? That was the question that for years could not be answered. I wouldn't say it's tough, but it's a job that we have to do. It's our assignment and we have to carry it out until it's over. Search teams combed the mountains of North Carolina looking for any sign that Rudolph was there. Nobody believed he would leave. He's from this area. He knows the area incredibly well. He grew up here. He is uh, a survivalist. He can, he can live up there forever. There were reports he was spotted buying groceries at this bilo. Officers checked his home, lights were on, the front door was open, but he was not there. His truck was later found deep in the woods. And nobody's bothering you, right? Well, no. In 1996, the search began. The bombing at Centennial Olympic Park this morning was an evil act of terror. Over time, investigators learned more and more about the men they were so desperate to find. Rudolph is believed to belong to the Christian identity, known as a white supremacist sect, which is anti-gay, anti-Semitic, and anti-foreign. It was the makeup of the bombs that led investigators to connect the bombings in Birmingham and Atlanta. That's today's 10-minute murder, the brief and bingeable true crime podcast. Thanks for listening, and if you enjoyed it and you listen on a place that has the option like Apple Podcasts, rate and review if you have a moment. A five-star rating helps the podcast grow and helps other people find it. I'm not sure exactly how. I think it's an algorithm or math is involved in some way, and it's been established that I'm not really a fan of math in general. It's basically magic to me, and I don't get how it works, but it does. So rate and review if you have a second. Follow 10 Minute Murder on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Subscribe to the podcast. And if you have a friend that you think might enjoy a weird little show like this one, let them know about 10 Minute Murder. Thanks for listening. Have a good night. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.